Well, well, well. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Postpark Broadcast. My name is Hector Servin. Uh, it's been two weeks. <laughs> it has been two weeks. I managed to catch some kind of cootie, so I was kind of out of commission. And then it just like it's been kind of been a slow week, if you ask me, in terms of theme park news. I just it, I don't know. Either I'm missing stuff or it just really hasn't been that big of a, of a two weeks other than the D23 Parks panel, which I'm sure you've all already heard about in, in my absence, has been um, kind of kind of not cool. <laughs> but may, maybe we'll touch on that a little bit. But yeah, welcome back, everyone. Again, my name is Hector Servin. Uh, shameless plugs here at the beginning. If you want to keep up with some of the stuff I talk about, you can follow us on Twitter. Yes, Twitter, everybody's favorite landscape, at uh, PostParkBcast. Twitter, that is at PostParkBcast. We're also doing the TikTok game at post park broadcast we managed to get the full name on that site so that's that's pretty fun that's a big win for me and then on top of that we also are on instagram at post park broadcast so that's two that's two places where we have the full name so that that's very fun so uh you know as with every show i hope you guys are wherever you're listening to this from you are safe happy and healthy wherever you're at uh don't catch the cooties like i did that is not fun uh a lot of a lot of, lot of sniffling and I did try to record the episode a little bit while I was sick, but it just was sounding so bad. You could tell that I, you could tell that I was just really congested, congested. Hmm. Um, and it just, it was not, I didn't think it was going to be good, like a sounding experience for, for you listeners. So spared you with that. <laughs> I have been watching She-Hulk and there's been a lot of, co- just to kind of catch you guys up on, on where I've been since again, it's been very slow. Um, from my point of view. Uh, I've been watching She-Hulk. I really enjoy the show. Now, if you listen to a lot of people's commentary on like TikTok, especially, there's a lot of people out there that don't like the show. And I don't know, some of the reasoning is not, doesn't seem very valid to me. Uh, She-Hulk has been very forward with what kind of show it's going to be. And it very rightly and smartly so laughs at some of the people that like criticize a lot of the MCU stuff and a lot of the, like, I hate saying this word, but a lot of the trolls, uh, I've really enjoyed it. It's been very silly. I am, you know, are there problems with it? Yeah, of course there's problems with just about every show, but like what they present you and how they go about it. Like they let you know right away that it is, it's just going to be a funny show. And, and it is, I like, I quite enjoy everything that's been going on. I, I'm really happy that they're doing like Jen Walters for fourth wall breaks. I think that's very, um, you know, of course we've had daredevil that who's notorious for breaking the fourth wall, but considering that he's not Canon currently, who knows, maybe soon. Um, she Hulk has been a good substitute for, for that kind of humor, that kind of comedy and lends itself very well. I think in the show, I, I really enjoy Tatiana Maslany as Jennifer Walter. She's been awesome to see. She's also very, very pretty. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's one highlight that I really enjoy and it's actually her friend who is played by Ginger Gonzaga. Um, she plays Nikki Ramos. I think she has been becoming a very big highlight for me of the show. Um, that character is just, she seems so real life. Um, like, I guess that's the way I would describe it. It's just real life friend. You know, her humor is very on point with how I feel 
a real friend's humor would be to situations she reacts so hilariously to things that are happening in the world. It's very, I, I really enjoy that side character. Um, they're kind of teasing this like narrative uh, throughout the show that like someone's trying to get her blood, uh, She-Hulk's blood. And that would be my only really complaint of the show is that it feels like the the narrative is kind of second thought to everything else in the show but uh it's like there's two episodes left and a lot of people were mad because spoiler alert the last episode teased daredevil and then in the next episode he doesn't show up and it's a wedding episode and right at the beginning jennifer walters immediately is like look if you think this is coming at a really bad time uh you know that's how weddings are and they they really like make note of the fact that like yeah, we know you were expecting Daredevil, but you're going to have to hold on. And I appreciate that. Like, it's hard to get mad at that. You know, it's it's her show, not Daredevil's. If you're expecting him, like, he'll come out, but the show's not about him. <laughs> um, but back to the narrative story, like, the, the through line is kind of, like, taking a backseat. And it's a little strange because unless the last two episodes are really about whoever's trying to get her blood, uh, that, you know unless the last two episodes are about that, then I'm going to feel like that's a little bit one of the weaker points of the show. But aside from that, again, I, I've really enjoyed it. I think it's it's just been fun. It's just something fun to watch. I know people are hating on it, dogging on it, but it's kind of really not that bad. But that's where I've been at. I've been wanting to watch Andor. Andor seems everybody that's been getting rave reviews um, as, uh, you know, I'm a proud Mexican seeing Diego Diego Luna back in that role in the Andor Andor role and thankfully it has been getting incredible phenomenal reviews so I'm very excited to that for that I'm kind of letting down on my uh, Hispanic Heritage Month not watching that when it came out but I will get to it and it sounds awesome so uh, I wanted to talk about speaking of Hispanic Heritage Month let's talk about all of the things that Disney is doing in the parks to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month and I can tell you right now it's not that much (laughs) Um, so they've like put out a, a like tweet of like, Oh yeah, here's all the offerings that we have at the park for Hispanic heritage month. And they are calling it, if I can find it in my notes, because, and by notes, I mean, just on, on Twitter, because I forgot to save it together. We are Magia celebrating Hispanic and Latin American cultures all throughout the park, pretty much. So, you know, they pretty much, (laughs) they're the way they they're celebrating Hispanic heritage month is like, Hey, go experience all of these things that already exist <laughs> in our parks. Uh, it is, uh, you know, to kick off the celebration, you can find, well, they did like an eat to the beat concert that they live streamed that has already passed. Um, you know, they kind of tell you, Hey, we have people of Latin culture in our Disney adventure friends cavalcade. You know, you can go see Mirabelle from Encanto, Miguel from Coco, uh, other people, like that of course uh, there's a lot of food and beverage there is no fiesta without delicious food um you can go check out more than 70 food and beverage options inspired by hispanic and latin american cultures including delicious tamales <laughs> tamales empanadas tacos encanto inspired cupcakes and more there are those classic cupcakes uh, i imagine a lot of this stuff that you can taste is at Epcot. They are offering a lot of Disney Photo Pass stuff. You can get some 
PhotoPass stuff at Animal Kingdom, Epcot, Disney Springs. The magic shots is what they call them. There's some in front of Mexico. That's fun. There's merchandise. I saw someone post that there was Coco merchandise at, at, can you guess? I'll let you guess where they would put Coco merchandise. Three, two, one. Keep guessing. Oh, you guessed it correctly. It is Animal Kingdom (laughs) that they were having Coco merchandise being sold at Animal Kingdom. So that interesting choice. I'm not mad about it. It's just it's very interesting. And here at the resorts, they say that you can celebrate um, with Disney Resort Hotel. Hotel guests can compete, compete, complete their days with Familia Nights, showcasing beloved movies that highlight Hispanic culture during Movies Under the Stars. Featured flicks will include The Book of Life, Encanto, Coco, Elena, and The Secret of Avalor, which don't even get me started with Elena. That is so... The first Hispanic Disney princess, to my knowledge, and they gave her a show. Are you like this is a that's got to be a joke (laughs) that I will never get over that. That talk about top 10 anime betrayals. Elena being a like kids TV show and not a full movie was very heartbreaking, even for me. There's a lot of stuff that you can enjoy at Disney Springs as well. Getting back on track, you can uh, high energy Latin pop musical group La Calle, uh, the street in English, will bring the music, musica and baile to Disney Springs with dancers that will keep you moving in this interactive style live show. You can also celebrate Miércoles Magios, which Miércoles um, Monday, Tuesday. I may be wrong. This is embarrassing. Miraculous Wednesday. Miraculous is Wednesday. Let's do a live test right here just to prove that I am real Mexican. Miraculous Wednesday. See, I was right. Um, yeah, Miraculous Magios with newly incorporated music from Encanto and Coco, and enjoy a powerhouse performance by Brazilian singer songwriter Dre C. That is very fun. There's also a little, a uh, lot of little things that they're doing all throughout, you know, Walt Disney World Resort to celebrate. And, you know, I guess that's still whatever, whatever I'll get, whatever I can get <laughs> um, is, I guess, fine. But yeah, I, I, I want to, especially the food and beverage stuff, like they have a foodie guide here for like the month of Hispanic and Latin American Heritage Month eats. And I'm, I kind of want to try that. So hopefully I, I'll go out there and test that, you know, and I'll, I'll put this food to the test against my Mexican taste. Um, that is if we don't get rained out because there is a hurricane. Now that I'm thinking about it, there is a hurricane making its way over to Florida. Of course it is hurricane season here right now. And you know, it, they're saying it's a last time I checked, it's a three going to turn into a two or maybe it's going to go up. Who knows? But no one, we're not, we're not scared. (laughs) No one, no one in Florida is scared ever about a hurricane. We've seen, we've seen bad ones, but usually they have to be like four or five or however high it goes. (laughs) I used to know a guy who, um, he would, uh, it was the hurricane that that made Disney clothes for like the first time in a long time. It was that one. And he, I remember he would say like, yeah, we're probably just going to, you know, kind of fix the house a little bit before the hurricane hits. And then we're just actually going to go stay at a Disney 
resort, like one of the ones on the loop of the monorail. And I was like, okay, I roll it like this. No need to, no need to flaunt, you know, for the rest of us peasants. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that it that sounds very cool. He says that they it's not the first year that they've done that. Like they would go stay at one of the resorts during a hurricane and that usually like because the power will never go out apparently like the you know they have all the energy and resources they need so the power will never go out during a hurricane over there and they play like games and just like apparently it's just really chill so that actually sounds like it could be kind of fun to experience like a hurricane at a disney resort you know just kind of not worrying about anything uh anything at like a celebration at the Disney world park would actually be kind of cool. Like I'm thinking about people who celebrate like Thanksgiving, um, Christmas at the park or even new year's new year's celebration at the park seems like it would be very fun. I've never done that. Usually I spend new year's at home or at like a friend's house for a party or something, but you know, that's kind of one of those Disney things that is on my bucket list to cross is spend New Year's at the park. Um, but the question would be, which park would I spend it at? That's the, well, isn't that the question of the day? Um, that would, because hmm, I know all four of them do it to my understanding. So anyway, long tangent over. That is together we are Magia. And now I'm going to stumble to find things to talk about. Um, again, it's been fairly relatively slow. I will say that uh, Magic Band Plus will make its grand debut at Disneyland this fall. So that's fun for uh, Disneyland people. They can have more accessibility in terms of their magic keys, I believe is what they call them over over on the West Coast, their annual passes. I I truly believe a lot in the Magic Bands. I They kind of made a really big resurgence, I think, <laughs> with this Magic Band Plus, like the ones that vibrate and do all this, you know, they light up or whatnot. I still have not bought one and it's probably a dangerous game for me to go get one because I used to be disgustingly obsessed with the magic bands. I have a, I have a bunch of them that just sit here. (laughs) Like some of them are pretty cool. I did get one during like one of the May the 4th celebrations, I believe, or I don't know. It's a star Wars one. I don't even think I've opened it. If I'm being honest, I have a I don't know. I just have a lot. And, you know, it would probably be a bad idea to fall back down that rabbit hole because I was even getting these magic bands when I like didn't even really have a steady job. (laughs) So now that I have that and I have real adult money, uh, there's just nothing good that can come of me buying all these magic band band pluses. so we're done with the magic band. Magic band. Hmm. Okay. Um, there was one thing. Epcot is going to be celebrating its 40th anniversary soon here on October 1st. And that's very exciting, especially because it is Epcot is my favorite park. I will go ahead and say that. I want you all to know that about me. Epcot is my favorite park ever. Always. Um, October 1st, we'll celebrate the 40th anniversary. And they have released a... Uh, kind of like a a Disney parks blog of new merchandise that's going to be coming out for the celebration. And a lot of this stuff is very nice. I quite enjoy this. I made a little TikTok 
talking about some of that. So again, if you want to head on over to at Postpark Broadcast on TikTok, you can hear a little bit more about that. But I'm going to tell you some right now. So they put a little there's like a there's like some kit shirts with figment and a lot of the uh, Epcot symbols, which I absolutely love. Anything that has these Epcot like attraction and like neighborhood symbols on them are just that's totally a cop jason you know it's a cop i'm gonna get it (laughs) that's what that means um they have a really nice like blue hoodie with all of those symbols and then the epcot symbol in the middle and i believe it says celebrating 40 years of imagination and i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it that's just there's no question they have smaller things like they have a corksicle water bottle which again has a lot of those logos on them like the for the attractions and stuff you guys know the ones i'm talking about that are on the flags like when you walk in um i salute to those flags every day that i go in uh they have so there's a corkscrew water bottle they have a long sleeve which is going to be like kind of white um and kind of on the left side it's going to say epcot 40th with the red sleeves there of course are spirit jerseys because why why wouldn't they you know it's a celebration of course they have the logos on the sleeves, which are really nice. And then of course on the back, they say Epcot 40th in like, like all across the word Epcot 40th. It kind of goes through the rainbow of colors, right? It's something like that. They've got a fun button up shirt that's coming out again, more kid stuff. Another zip up hoodie that I really enjoy. It's like gray in the middle with blue sleeves and some colored stripes. And then the Epcot logo on the left chest that's another cop i'm definitely going to be getting that they have lounge fly backpacks which on the front of the backpack is going to have the epcot ball with epcot 40th on it and i really enjoy that i don't i'm not a the backpacks aren't my thing but i will i will definitely be getting um, no i won't be getting it but i really enjoy the look of that that is very nice and then they put out like oh here's some other things that we're going to do for the 40th and you know, this is where, this is where I always have a problem with Disney, I guess, in terms of like celebrations, because whenever they say celebration, they really just mean a new cupcake. So it's kind of like, well, what flavor is our cupcake going to be for this party? (laughs) So the big 40th cupcake is going to be at the Sunshine Seasons, which will be available September 29th through October 3rd. So that's actually, you can get that pretty, pretty soon. It's going to be this figment sponge cake with honey lime mousse. And it's a sponge cake uh, with a, like with the honey lime mousse inside, but it's like swirled. And the cake is like a, like a rainbow cake. And it's kind of impressive how they would, how they would make that. (laughs) Um, Then it's going to have on top little orange wings and like a purple, uh, what would you call it? Like a purple, what's it called? I don't know. Frosting, purple frosting to kind of make it resemble figment. Um, everybody else's favorite character, not mine. Uh, that's not really the the big one, but there's a lot of desserts and stuff that are going to be available for the 40th celebration because that's the only way we know how to celebrate is with like a cupcake and stuff like that. You can get a, you can get a liege waffle brioche dough with pearl pearl sugar there's a cup here that says mexico and i i really i want that 
You can get a funnel cake. You can get a sake cocktail flight featuring samurai, Mount Fiji, Tokyo Sunset, and Violet Sake. That Violet Sake is incredible. I, I know people think it's too sweet, but man. Then at La Hacienda de San Angel and San Angel Inn, available beginning September 30th, while supplies last, you can get a flan, vanilla custard topped with blueberries with cream, and a Mexico 40 white chocolate garnish. That's sounds very good. I'm a big fan of flan. So yeah, pretty much like, again, the only way we know how to celebrate here is like with a cupcake and there you go. You can get some, some more sweet stuff for, for Epcot. They had put out a, something, an event for D23 fans. And this kind of was really bothersome. It was like a special party thing. Let me see if I can't find it because it's like, you have to you have to read it to believe it. So it was the thing for D23 members. Uh, and it has sold out. So, <laughs> you know, there it is. Uh, D23 gold member event, Epcot 40th anniversary. So what, whatever you plan, like here's what the event details. You received complimentary park admission, including a reservation and parking for Epcot on Saturday, October 1st. Priority park check-in. Disney gift card to enjoy the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival and commemorative merchandise or any other Disney dining or retail location of your choice. Exclusive event credential, so like the badge. Living with the land priority line access for one ride during operating hours with your event credential. An exclusive entry to World Show Place for D23 member mixer, including continental breakfast, coffee, and photo opportunities. Um, yeah, this was, it's like, it's, it's nothing. This event was kind of nothing. And I, I hate to be mean in that way here. There's some notes that they, you know, want you to know before you purchase the ticket, um, you'd be required to provide your membership. Okay. Very standard. All ticket holders for this event agree to comply to the latest health and safety, yeah, I thought that was following this next point. Please note, no exclusive merchandise opportunities will be available as part of this event. D23 members will have the opportunity to purchase merchandise along with all park guests. So they can't even like give D23 members that purchase tickets for this event exclusive like 30 minutes to buy the merchandise, which is kind of like again this event was kind of like just it it was not exciting or enticing i was excited solely for the reason because i believe tickets were like 99 dollars too per person and i was excited just because there are hardly d23 member events that happen out here on the east coast um So it was fun to see one pop up, but for it to be like just kind of nothing, you get breakfast and then a priority line access for living with the land. And that's it. (laughs) And $25. So $25 out of the 99 that you paid. So I don't know, not really top priority for me. Again, it's kind it was kind of disappointing to, to read further into the event. Um, but you know, these days, that's that's kind of what you're getting, huh? 
So with it have been two weeks already, I didn't want to go over the D23 stuff, but it's kind of like it's too big to let go. Um, and it was such again, add this again to the D23 Parks panels can be added to the one of the top 10 an, anime betrayals of our generation. Um, it truly was like I don't want to dunk on it again again it's been it's been two weeks but it just kind of was like it was that not good that's how not good it was it was very it was a very big letdown i think and i've seen people online kind of defend the panel talking about like oh we've already gotten so much stuff name one thing name one thing that we've gotten that is more than a cupcake or something that is even remotely like like actually worth celebrating <laughs> like i cannot think of for it being epcot's 25th or like whatever how many years i already can't remember like 50 years it like for whatever the celebration was like there ha there was never a moment during that so this celebration that was a standout to me it, it should you know there should have been there should have been something like that but that just wasn't the case. So it's just, it's hard to defend the parks panel when there's nothing of substance really that's coming and nothing that is even like concrete that was told to us, which you all know what I'm talking about and I will get to it, but I guess I'll kind of like speed run through everything. It won't be like an announcement that I'm doing. Like I'm not announcing you breaking the news. We're just going to kind of like comment on on everything and and you know i probably won't even say anything that you guys haven't heard already because again it's been like two weeks but um let's start with the first one which was that happily ever after is coming back to disney world and this was one of those where it was like okay they know that people don't like the new one right right like people do not like that one i'm not a part uh i'm not a firework show kind of guy or even a parade kind of guy so this doesn't affect me that much but i know that the general consensus for this last fireworks song and show was not particularly favored by, by a lot of people so happily ever after we'll play again when an updated nighttime spectacular returns to light up the skies over cinderella castle now uh jordan fisher came out and sang the happily ever after tune and then that's how they went ahead and announced it but it's to my understanding that it's not going to be like the same thing like it's not going to be the same happily ever after that played um i'm under the understanding that it's going to be different so i you know keep your hopes up you know if you love happily ever after but i think the show will be a little different and maybe even the song will be remixed i don't i don't know that's not i guess not too confirmed um, there was a lot of international stuff, but I will kind of stick to, I'm mostly going to kind of just go over the, um, state side, uh, announcements, pretty much everything in the U S because there was a lot of things that they talked about for overseas, but you know, I guess we'll get to it <laughs> or I don't know. So one of the big things that happened, one of the first kind of quote unquote big things that happened, um, Josh tomorrow was out there and he was like, yeah, I've got a little special guest. And John Favreau came out 
came out to talk about Star Wars, The Mandalorian, of course, and how big of a success it is. And, you know, the standard, like what a dream it's been to work with Imagineering and vice versa. Um, And then they start playing like the Mandalorian theme. And you're kind of like, because what they showed off was something that was we knew was coming. This is not anything new. So you're kind of like oh my God, are they going to do this? Like, are they going to announce? And then like, and what a silly thought, right? <laughs> In hindsight, what a silly thing to think. But it was like, kind of like, are they going to announce like a Mandalorian ride or something? Um, no, he, he just, Mandalorian comes out and they show off the suit. You know, he'll be a walk, walking character in Galaxy's Edge. Um, here's a caveat, caveat though, uh, only in Disneyland, <laughs> only in Disneyland. And I'll, talk about that in a second but he comes out in the full costume and then they show off Grogu in the little pouch and you know I'm not gonna like dunk on this because it's really cool like it's a cool suit it's a cool like walking character to have and I feel bad for whoever is underneath that suit because they are going to be getting mobbed I hope you know they have some specific rules for this character but yeah, they showed off the well, meet and greet character that you will be able to meet mid-November at Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland Park. Now, it's only a Disneyland Park because apparently on the West Coast, they have broken the like timeline thing. So pretty much like any character can exist at Galaxy's Edge today, right? Like you can have um, like... I guess you would call them legacy characters, right? You could have characters from the prequels, the sequels, and the new trilogy coexist in the land because the timeline is broken. Over here, we are not afforded such nice things because we have a little thing called the Star Wars Hotel. And apparently that's the reason why we can't have like Darth Vader walking around. We can't have somebody like the Mandalorian walking around. Uh, Galaxy's Edge, that is. So kind of... uh and again, we already knew that this was happening. So kind of sad, disappointing, but still cool to see the costume, right? Um, you know, and it was especially heartbreaking because, you know, um, what is the name? The not Rise of the Resistance, but the attraction where you fly the yeah, Falcon Run, the sm- Smuggler's Run. That ride was you know, proposed to us as a ride that would, the mission would constantly change, not constantly, right? But there'd be a rotating list of missions that you would do on the attraction to kind of keep things fresh. And that has never been fulfilled, right? That's uh, an attraction that is, was built around the idea of having multiple experiences and be able to ride through and it has not happened. So this was kind of like salt on that wound kind of, um, then Kevin Feige came out, of course, and he sure showed hmm. <clears throat> Kevin Feige came out and he showed off the Incredible Hulk that will be appearing at Avengers Campus in the quantum suit. Now, when they showed off Project XO, we kind of already knew that like like Hulk was one of the first characters that came to mind. Right. That it was like, oh, that they could use that for him. That would be cool if they did that. And they did do it. Um, and it looks kind of funny. I won't dog them on the uh like the way the character walks because you know it's a big suit you know there's no getting around that so there's no dog in the way it moves but it's the arms that kind of feel a little weird just because he's kind of like it, it looks like he always wants a hug um and it's really funny but the 
scope of the costume is incredible that it's huge um like it looks really big so that's very cool that it's like massive um but the thing is that the hulk has like a helmet on so you can just kind of see like his eyes and and not his entire face now whether that's to avoid legal issues with like the universal thing or it's just because like it would be hard to have a hulk character and have his face animated you know what I mean? Um, I want to say it's the latter because that seems more like realistic. Uh, so they showed off that and he's been meeting people out in the park so far already. I don't know for how long, but he's been out there, which is very cool. Again, uh, F and chat because Florida will never get a Marvel land, unfortunately. So sad. Um, then they announced that Avengers Campus is getting a third attraction. And that it's going to be a multiverse story. And the concept art that they show is very cool. Like it's uh, the main villain of the attraction is going to be King Thanos. This is a Thanos that won uh, in his universe. And the, he's got like a, a beard. Um, <laughs> and it's King Thanos. He's got his helmet. And he's got a white beard. And coincidentally, Bob Chapek also came out with a white beard. Um, I'm just saying, I see the vision, Kevin. I see the vision. um but yeah so they'll begin this multiverse and this concept art is awesome let me list some of the characters that appear on this concept art so you have all the captains you have captain america uh chris evans the character is not chris evans (laughs) you have steve rogers captain america you have sam wilson captain america you have captain um what what was her name it was uh it's Haley atwell peggy carter's um I can't remember her name and I'm very mad. I keep wanting to say it's Captain Britain, but it's, it's obviously not that, um, you have daredevil, which is a very cool, like the fact that they would put him in this is very interesting. I believe that's black widow back there. You have an iron man, Thor, you have Tom Holland, Spider-Man, but you also have the animated Spider-Man on here from the freshman year. That's going to be appearing. You have man thing, which is kind of crazy that he's on here. He is not out yet, but he will apparently appear in Werewolf by Night, which is kind of like a an offshoot, which I kind of wish it wasn't. I wish it was like a part of the main story, MCU. That's neither here nor there. Moon Knight is featured. Um, who else? Uh, you have America Chavez. You have like three, two Hulks, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel. Then you have Werewolf by Night there, Doctor Strange, um, the Mighty Thor. You have Black Panther. Um, Here's the thing. It's very cool to see all of these characters on here. Uh, Half of them are not going to be in this attraction. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to put that out there right now. Most of these characters will probably not make it to the final cut. And that's just my prediction. Because this is like too... This is too much. That it's too good. That I know it's going to be too good to be true. So uh, we'll see how they pull it off. What kind of attraction? We don't know any details, like what kind of attraction it'll be. But yeah, that it is very exciting. It's really weird, though, because Kevin Feige came out and he like showed this um, concept art and no one clapped. Like you could tell that they were expecting applause, but no one was clapping. And it was really weird because it was like I would have been screaming my ass off with this. This is seems very cool if they pull it off like this. Uh, next thing they have Pacific Wharf at DCA 
moving on. Sorry, I know. Uh, Pacific Wharf at DCA will be reimagined as San Francisco from the Walt Disney Animation Studio film Big Hero 6 and feature a place to meet Baymax, as well as new spots to eat and shop. Um, they make the bridge look like the San, Fri- San Francisco thing, and then, like, it just... But the thing is, like, from this concept art, aside from the bridge retheme, it still looks the same. <laughs> it looks like all they add are lights and those, um, like, paper lanterns, and that's it. So this is kind of, like, not an exciting... Too exciting of an announcement. Um, they're still reimagining Paradise Pier into Pixar Place Hotel. I'm just going to speed run through some of these. Um, there's going to be a Din Tai Fung that's coming to downtown Disney. And a Porto's Bakery and Cafe, which apparently everyone went crazy for because apparently it's very good. Uh, would love to try it. Would love to visit the West sometime. Maybe maybe I will. Who knows? Maybe by the end of the, of the year? I don't know. I don't know, but I will be going. Um, Run Disney races will be returning to Disneyland Resort in 2024. Kind of a long wait, but still very cool. I've done one Disney race in my life, and I really enjoyed it. There was a lot of struggle to get it done because, of course, it started raining. There was like a storm. We had a delay. We got rained out. We had to hide in Epcot. Made for a good memory, though. (laughs) It was very fun. They did show some concept art for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and Toontown, the new Toontown. Um, Mickey's Runaway Railway over in Disneyland will be kind of, at least the queue will kind of showcase Mickey's history throughout the years and all the different uh, attires and different characters he's he's dressed up as, which, you know, it'd be cool if they put a Keyblade in there. That'd be cool if they put King Mickey. They are doing King Mickey for Oogie Boogie Bash and Donald and Goofy in their costumes for Kingdom Hearts. So, you know, there's been a little bit more Kingdom Hearts representation. And I, I appreciate it as a as a Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is like my all-time favorite video games. Maybe one day I'll do an episode solely talking about that because that game is incredible. Um, but moving on, uh, they're going to have several members of the original film from, well, what? Yeah, several members of the original cast for Princess of the Frog will come back to return their voices for Tiana's Bayou Adventure, which is coming to Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World Resort in late 2024. This is the re-theme for Splash Mountain that's coming. Um, very excited. I don't care about Splash Mountain, uh, especially its theme, and not even because they're like based off a racist movie. Um, that is like, it is a problem, <laughs> but... I just don't like care for that ride. It's just, it's never been one that I liked personally. I find it a little scary in there. It's a little spooky. Um, but I haven't seen princess and the frog, but I am very excited for this. I love the like new Orleans atmosphere. Disneyland's kind of getting a little bit more, uh, princess and the frog theming. There's going to be a Tiana's restaurant, I believe somewhere over there. And they're going to get a little bit more of that Bayou flair which is very fun. It's very exciting. Sad we're not getting that here, but uh, yeah, I'm really excited to hear that it's coming 2024. That kind of stings, but you know, we'll make do. Uh, they then proceeded to, this was one of the weird things here. Um, they put out, they came out and they did like a performance that last, that lasted way too long. And I like, don't want to be mean, but you could tell it was just kind of like to fill time. And it was like really not, and I'm saying it's not fun in terms of like 
it being for like obviously for filler. The performance was fun. It was energetic. It was, I believe it was the lady that voices Tiana came out and sang the song. So that was very cool. It is cool, but it was just kind of like, okay, I know you're doing this to pad for time. So that's when we should have known that, you know, we weren't going to get anything juicy coming. <laughs> um, then again, like going back on Happily Ever After, Josh tomorrow obviously like kind of hints that like some of the nighttime shows that have been at the parks recently have not been hitters. They've been kind of stinkies. Uh, so they announced an all new nighttime spectacular is planned for Epcot during Disney's 100th anniversary celebration and not for the 40th, you would think. But I'm sure that they're still like working out the show itself. The new show will debut later next year, continuing the park's legacy of inspiring nighttime entertainment on World Showcase Lagoon. So this was one of those things where it was like they acknowledge that like, yeah, people don't like the barges. I wonder if the barges will stay, but it's funny that they are like trying to push this new Epcot nighttime show as like, no, we always planned that we were, we always planned we were going to do this for the hundredth anniversary, which is like, we know it's not the case. I believe harmonious is the one that's there. Right. Um, like, you got, they wanted Harmonious to be successful and people just didn't like it. And so for them to kind of like play it off, like, no, 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 we, we always knew we were going to do a new show. Silly. Um, it's kind of funny. It's kind of sad, but, uh, um, then of course, like include the, the completion of the world celebration neighborhood in late 2023, featuring a new statue of Walt Disney called Walt the dreamer, which I'm sure again, you've already seen the pictures. It looks like he's kind of on the toilet. Um, they're putting a dreamer statue in one of the international parks. I want to say it's like Paris and it looks incredible. It's like him on the bench with Mickey Mouse right next to him. And it's like, why couldn't we just have that one everywhere? Because it looks so nice. It looks so nice. I would go visit the park just to see that. Um, we go into like talking about how the world celebration will be done by 2023. We started talking about journey of water inspired by Moana will be open in late 2023, inviting guests to follow the story of water on the planet inspired by Moana's connection to the ocean. This was one that hurt quite a bit. This one was hurt. This one hurt a lot. And I kind of understand it taking until late 2023, but I also don't. And like they could, they could get that done probably sooner, but apparently there's going to be a humongous, hmm, a humongous Tefiti statue, like Mast statue. That's going to be like kind of the big thing there. Um, I hope that looks great. That's pretty good. And then kind of like one of the dirtiest announcements that happened. So Josh tomorrow, like put up a picture of the imagination pavilion and everybody started losing their minds. I mean, like this was the thing that got some incredibly loud screams. It sounded like, and he was like, you know, we know you love imagination pavilion, right? And everybody's like, you know, everybody's expecting like a rework of the ride. Everyone's expecting like something big for the imagination pavilion because that's what people have been asking for. Right. And then Josh tomorrow goes, um, yeah, we're going to have a figment mer uh, meet and greet. That's coming to the park. Very, I, 
dislike figment with my entire life and soul. Like just every inch of dislike I could have for something goes to figment. But even I know that that was a like so harsh. <laughs> that was so not cool to do that. It, it was really misleading for like even me. Like I thought they were going to redo the ride. They were going to announce that it was going to get a, a huge change or like go back to how it originally was. And they just kind of like pulled the rug from everybody. And it was just like, well, it was so dirty. <laughs> that was like one of the dirtiest things that could have possibly happened. Um, so, you know, I'll put my dislike aside for Figment and I, I stand with Figment stands in solidarity. I, I stand with you um, because that was not cool. <laughs> um, another announcement that we did get was that the Hatbox Ghost will be materializing at the Haunted Mansion in Walt Disney World in Magic Kingdom in 2023. This is something that I kind of am like impartial to. I don't really care. I think that I guess it'll be cool, but to me, the Hatbox Ghost, and I know people want everything both, you know, both ways, but like to me, the Hatbox Ghost was one of those things where it's like, well, I have something to look forward to seeing new at Disneyland if I ever go, right? Um, you know, not just the Hatbox Ghost, but also like the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, things like that. So the Hatbox Ghost coming kind of feels like a takeaway from Disneyland of like exclusivity, quote unquote. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of cool. It is cool. I will, you know, uh, it'll be cool to see it. But uh, yeah, that's just how I feel about it. I feel I felt like it took away from something exclusive that I couldn't see at Walt Disney World and only at Disneyland. And now it's just going to be at both. Um, yeah, but that's how I feel. Let me know how you guys feel about the Hatbox Ghost coming. I know he's kind of like a legend. And Jared Leto is supposedly playing the Hatbox Ghost in the Haunted Mansion movie. So I wonder if they're like putting him in Walt Disney World to kind of like, you know, because he's going to be in the movie. Does that make sense? Like they're, you know, guests who have never been to Disneyland might see the movie, might see the Hatbox Ghost and be like, who's that? You know? So I wonder if that's what that I, you know, why they did that. But next thing that we got announced, I guess, was a sixth ship in the Disney Cruise Line fleet called the Disney Treasure. And it'll kind of be inspired by the theme of adventure. And the kind of like main statue will be of Magic Carpet, Princess Jasmine, and Aladdin. So that's fun. That's cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'm like scrolling through the feed here to see. There's like a lot of Disney Cruise Line stuff that got announced. Uh, not, you know, unless you do Disney Cruise Line stuff, that's cool. In the Bahamas, they are going to do a new beautiful new island destination called Lighthouse Point. And they did this really funny video of like Josh Damaro standing on this rock on the island. And then the drone like flies away from him. And then you, they're like revealing the scope of how big the island is and like all the stuff that they're going to demolish from the island. And it was just kind of like, okay. And he showed concept art and it looks very fun. But I mean, at the same time, again, it's, I don't know. I'd be excited to do it if I had the money. I don't know how much it costs, but you know, that's something to look forward to. If you do that, a new destination in the Bahamas lighthouse point concept art looks cool. 
Uh, then we got some, again, I know I said I wasn't going to talk a lot of international stuff, but they showed off Shanghai Disney Resort will be uh, the first resort to bring the world of Zootopia to life. Um, they showed off some of the concept art for that. They showed off some of the animatronics, which are looking phenomenal, like so lifelike. It's kind of crazy. I <laughs> I was going to say, I wish we got Zootopia here, um, but I'll circle back to that comment a little later. Then we had kind of one of the other biggest, um, one of the biggest heart anime betrayals of all time. They started talking about Josh Tomorrow started talking about Trosh, uh, Josh, <laughs> started talking about Tron Light Cycle Run, and he was like, "Yeah, man, it's it's, it's cool. Uh, I've been on it. Like I have the coolest job in the world. Whatnot, whatnot." Um, he's like, "Yeah, it'll be open in spring 2023." Oh, just so heartbreaking we all were expecting it to be done maybe by holiday it doesn't seem from the outside it doesn't seem like they have that much left aside from landscape and finishing some concrete and lighting but even then like it doesn't seem like that's much so i'm starting to think that the inside is not complete <laughs> that's just my speculation but yeah i guess spring 2023 we will be able to go inside the grid. <sighs> then we got like 50 frozen like park attractions announced for international parks. Um, let's see. New nighttime spectaculars coming to Disneyland world of color one and a new fireworks show called wondrous journeys, uh, kicking off in late January at Disneyland. Um, let's see, just again, scrolling down, we're going to see, Mm, let's see the magic happens so i guess we're kind of done with all the announcements now let's talk about really quick before because we're coming up on the hour the so they come with josh tomorrow's like i, I want to show you guys like the things that we've been cooking up and this and that oh and really quick back to the figment thing i, I don't know if figment will be like a person meet and greet or if it'll be like an animatronic or something because he clearly said like the boys in the lab are cooking something up and it's like, I wouldn't say that if it was just going to be a guy in a costume, you know what I mean? So it sounds like the figment character meet and greet will be something a little bit different, but that's in the past now. <laughs> so he's like, you know, we, we got some stuff cooking in Imagineering. Like we're going to peel the curtain back a little bit and we're going to show you some of the stuff that we've got. So they bring out uh, some other people and I, I'm not naming them just for the sake of time. I'm sorry. I can't remember. But they come out and they start talking about like, oh, we would love to do this. Can you imagine if we would bring uh, like, there's a space in in Animal Kingdom that's kind of like available right now. And it's Chester and Hester's. It's Dinoland, which admittedly does need to go. I think it's time. Chester and Hester have had it too good for too long. <laughs> that, that, uh, you know, history repeats itself and that comet is, that asteroid is coming to strike down Dinoland. Um, like, like no other fury has ever <laughs> and get ready to get extinct. Um, but they're like, yeah, wouldn't it be cool if we had something there? And they're like, yeah, I think, I think maybe the world of Zootopia would be a great place to explore over there. Or what if we had, um, a Moana section, we could have like, uh, like maybe Moana would fit, which Zootopia kind of um, 
doesn't fit the animals have been kind of like a, a metaphor an allegory for human beings um so like just because they're animals like it doesn't mean that it should go in animal kingdom but i digress uh moana uh i don't know maybe it kind of would fit i guess but you're already having the moana thing in epcot so why would you i don't know maybe i'm wrong for Thinking like that too is like if you have one in one park, why would you have it in the other? Um, and then they showed concept art, and it, it there's like a concept art of Moana, like a flume ride, a water boat ride, like a kind of like think like Jurassic Park that water boat ride with a drop at the end. Um, and in the back, you could see the city of Zootopia. But then they're clearly like these aren't real things that are happening. It's just like we could do it. Hmm like wouldn't it be cool wouldn't it be cool if we could do this um we're not doing it but wouldn't it be cool right <laughs> so it was like it's really weird it was a big head scratcher so then they're like what else could where else could we fit something something new and then they head on over to magic kingdom and they're like imagine if you would what's behind big thunder mountain right what if there was something behind that that beautiful mountain and he's like maybe mm, let's see a village uh, a city of of mexico and pretty much like a cocoa section and they're like yeah that would be cool right mm -hmm. um what else could we do maybe casita could be back there and, and then they're talking about encanto and then they're like and one of the biggest things that we've heard you guys say you want and this is the one that raised the red flag of like okay they they are think at least imagineering is thinking of epic universe and especially the universe universal monster section because he's like we know you've been asking for this for a long time and we keep it in the back of our minds too so we like wouldn't it be cool if we had a land that was overrun by villains and that was like the second thing aside from the figment that was the other thing that got like the biggest scream of the panel it was like kind of like yeah you're right like that would be cool that would be that would be very awesome um and then again it's just kind of like they showed the concept art of all of it existing behind big thunder mountain and they're like it's not real but we could do it hmm? right wouldn't it be cool if we did do this like that seems cool um and it's just kind of like a slap in the face for everybody it just it for me it said one of two things it was either it felt kind of like either they don't have confidence in what they can or want to do. So they need to have like the public like approve of these ideas. You know what I mean? Like to get the, the, how, how much people are going to cheer for it kind of thing. Or the second thing is that like they want to do it and they have had plans to do expansions or something like that. But it's like they needed to prove that people want it so that JPEG will sign off on, or, or somebody, right, will sign off like to justify these expansions. I'm, I'm leaning more towards the latter, you know, that they were doing it to kind of like find a way to justify to a higher up that people want this. Um, or they both could be wrong. I don't know. But regardless, it was really weird. It was such a like left such a bad taste in my mouth afterwards of the park panel like just what a kind of slap in the face but it, it feels like 
at least Imagineering is kind of taking a little bit of Epic Universe seriously because again, like there's no, that's not a coincidence, right? It's not a coincidence that we're getting a Universal Monsters rumored, right? Land, a land full of quote unquote monsters. I guess technically you could call them bad guys. And for them to be like, you know, we know you guys want this land overrun by bad guys. Like it just kind of feels like they're thinking of it, right? Call me crazy. I don't know. But (laughs) aside from all that, like we're done with kind of the recaps of everything, at least stateside. Sorry for blowing right through all of that. We're hitting the hour, but I just kind of had to get some of the things that I've said off my chest, I guess. I had to take two weeks to think about it, to really let it simmer in of everything that was happening. I may have forgotten stuff that I wanted to say expressly about these projects, especially. Um, but maybe maybe I'll tweet it. Maybe so again, shameless plugs. Go follow us on Twitter. That is at postparkbcast on Twitter, postparkbcast, and on Instagram and TikTok, uh, at postpark broadcast. I'm going to be posting, hopefully, a lot of funny stuff on both of those or all three of those social media network sites. Um, let me know what you guys thought of the panel. Again, I'm sure that a lot of what I said here today is not nothing new. I'm sure every there's been a lot of people that have discussed the parks panel in more depth than I did. Um, but kind of, you know, kind of, uh, repeating the same thing. Like everyone's you've heard it all before. I'm sure that's what I'm trying to get. Ah, sorry. It's late. (laughs) Um, but I hope you guys enjoy your week again. Please let me know what you guys thought of the parks panel, what you're most excited for, uh, in terms of the imaginary concepts that we got, what is maybe like, what would you like to see? I would, I do enjoy the idea of the Coco and Encanto representation, because that is of course, like my people that's Hispanic, uh, and Latin American culture being represented in magic kingdom, no less is what it would be. That would be really cool. Um, but it's like, if you have all these ideas, why wouldn't you just make another park? You know what I mean? Like everything you just said to me, like everything that you just made up could fit in a new park altogether. (laughs) Sorry, I digress. It's, Sorry to get back to it, but thank you guys so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. Hopefully you are having a good day, have a good rest of your week, and hopefully a, uh, you know, it'll be a stronger news week coming up, <laughs> hopefully. With that being said, I guess it is my time to leave. Thank you again for listening, tuning in to the Post Park Broadcast. I will see you all at the parks. Um, see ya.